Well, hello there. What's a smark, you ask? Well, we're a special type of fan who understands and appreciates the product on a more in-depth level than you. Or so we like to think. And now, the world's foremost authority. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. It's too late yeah. for me. I'm like Gollum and the ring man. I'll jump in the fucking lava. It's, I don't want to, but it's going to happen. The New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Hug life, man. Hug life, man. Not thug life. What is this? Why is Bailey thug life now instead of hug life? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 63. We're talking about Fastlane. And uh, it's kind of like a fast crash and burn is how I would yeah, describe I it. I should have watched the ROH pay-per-view, apparently. <laughs> Can I tell you, uh, so this is yet another instance in a long series of instances where I didn't actually get the pay-per-view on right at the beginning. I The, the moment that I turned this pay-per-view on was in the middle of the Rusev and Big Show match. And it was the, the moment that I turned it on was uh, Rusev had Big Show on the ground and he was doing like the mm-hmm. big stomps on his back before he does the accolade. So yeah. I see this and the crowd is like, really booing and i was like holy shit wait are they getting behind rusev again are they gonna do something with him because it looked like he was about to beat big show yeah and then you know of course immediately big show just fucking you know choke slams him doesn't pit him choke slams him doesn't pit him and then just like bitch punches him in the corner while he's like laying in the corner (laughs) and then finally pins him and uh that's kind of how I felt for a lot of the rest of the pay-per-view. It was like, I would get really excited, and then it was like, oh. And that's how that match ends, I guess. <laughs> but even if you watched from the beginning, you would have gotten the same thing. Yeah, the, the only thing that... It was that... just all... <laughs> yeah! Oh. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that was truly good from this pay-per-view was the Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn match. That, that was fine even in the finish, yeah, I think. Yeah, from start to finish... That was the only good, like, all the way through, I have no problems with it. Yeah, because that was exactly what it needed to be. Just a absolutely dominating, like, debut for Samoa Joe. Just... But not not a uh, destroying of Sami Zayn. Or right. not a burial, I'll say, yeah. Yeah. That's a better word. Is it, yeah, exactly. He, he destroyed, did just... but not a burial. Yeah. Because, yeah, Sami Zayn put up a hell of a fight, and, you know, it was, he sold like a motherfucker, like, it's and then guess match. what? Guess what? The next night you have him come out and he gets even with Samoa Joe. What? Or, you know, at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, he got he got an upper hand. That's yeah. all that matters. It doesn't have to be match to match. It can be match. And then, like, when Samoa Joe is helping Kevin Owens beat down Jericho, Sami Zayn comes out with a chair and chases off Joe. There you go. Notching Sami Zayn's belt. Exactly. So, you know, he's able to get some of that heat back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, we'll maybe we'll see a little bit more of this view continue. Oh, but, I think uh, so. I, I, I think it's at least. I assume it's maybe more of a TV feud because I I would think Joe has to be fighting somebody at WrestleMania, either that or maybe he's just going to accompany Triple H sick. in the uh, Seth Rollins thing. You think maybe he'll just do that? Yeah, maybe because I'm hearing all these predicted matches and there's a lot already. Yeah, like, I don't think they could put... So I think maybe him being, a, like, a prominent part of the Rollins interaction with Triple H would make sense. 
and maybe him mm-hmm. also even being kind of ringside with Kevin Owens if they want to keep building that. Yeah, that because this is the first week they've made that actual connection. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because like they mentioned it very briefly at the pay per view here when uh, like Big Foley all of a sudden was just like, "Hey, you better not go out there for the Kevin Owens match." And he was just like, "Yeah, it, it was okay. all like inferred, right?" Because you had the the conversation with uh, Owens and Triple H when Owens turned on Jericho, and then after that, it wasn't until. Mick Foley's, yeah, says you better not go and help Owen, Owens then. Right, so it's they're they're still kind of loosely forming this three way because it's like both these guys are associated with Triple H and they're kind of now with each other. But just I assume at some point soon, maybe it'll wait until WrestleMania that they would debut all three of them together. Yeah, you always want to have that build, right? Because. Mm-hmm. D-Generation X didn't come out and be like, hey, we're D-Generation X. It was Triple H and Sean coming out together more and more and helping each other out. And then it was like, oh, yeah, we have this group. Same thing with Evolution. Mm. Same thing with the Four Horsemen. You always have a build-up to get used to these guys being together. Okay, now here's the group. You know what? I just had an idea for how they could do it, too. Because if they don't put together an official like match ahead of time, uh-huh. For Triple H and Rollins, what you could do is part of the post-match of, like, Kevin Owens and Jericho, because, like, Kevin Owens has got to beat Jericho at WrestleMania. Then yes. afterwards, he could just be, like, beating him down, beating him down, and then Samoa Joe and Triple H can come out and help him continue to beat down Jericho. Like, they're just going to destroy him. Then Rollins can come out and maybe somebody else, but maybe it would just be Rollins who comes out kind of for the save. Maybe like Rollins, and maybe you have Zane come out first, and then Rollins is the surprise. Maybe, maybe something like that. Yeah, but uh, or just you could have like just Rollins like... for now, and then somebody else comes into the whole thing later. Yeah, no, because you want the. I think if you have Zane come out first, people go, "Oh yeah, Zane again," and then wait a little bit, wait a little bit, boom, boom. Rollins comes out. Or you could just oh, have shit. just Rollins and then like they're building for the next pay-per-view that it's going to be like, well, there's three versus two. Like, oh, no, we're still outnumbered. We need a third guy. And they have True. to have a third yeah. guy for the the match. Which would probably be like yeah. Roman Reigns or some fucking shit. Because <laughs> that's just, you know, that's just what they would do, probably. <laughs> uh, so then we also had Enzo and Cass lose to the club. Twice in a row. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, I assume they're going towards the you know Enzo and Cass are going to get the win, right? Probably yeah with the triple threat. Yeah, so then they can um, f- I guess feud with whoever they don't pin at that point. Yeah. For after Mania is are you saying? Yeah, like whoever they don't pin in the triple threat at Master Mania, then they can. Uh, feud with afterwards because i assume that's what they're going to have to do with this whole thing next week because like they're saying that oh yeah we're going to have a number one contenders match between enzo and cass and cesaro and sheamus but it's going to lead to a triple threat right oh, it's going to be some sort of d double dq or some sort of shit get, right get everybody on the show right especially because it's like i just i don't know if enzo and cass and, and like the club like if it's that's just not a big enough thing yet no and it's not going to be, so 
yeah, yeah. Build up, put Cesaro and Sheamus in there. That'll Cesaro will really help. I think that yeah. match be more than it could be. And then another match where they feel like they're trying to just fit everybody in in the weirdest way possible is the women, <laughs> because we had. I guess, I still can't believe this. We had Sasha Banks get the kind of like roll up pin on a uh, Nia Jax, which was fine. I was like, whatever. But then we was, had it, it, Bail- did, it did seem odd the way that she got the pin up the roll up because it was like, yeah. come on, she's and like three times your size. What I'm thinking is is just like they they feel like they have to get these four women in there so they go like, well Nia's just dominant so we can get her in no matter what. Sasha has to get a win somewhere to be able to say I should get in here. So I guess they gave it to her here. Well, but like but then they just have... they just did it on Raw though. <laughs> like they just had was... her beat Bailey on Raw though. Like that was the win. Oh yeah, sure. The next night. Yeah. Like they're they're in yeah. such a weird position. Like they're just constantly, I feel like, trying to cover their tracks for bad decisions they made before. But yeah. Honestly, they, I think I think Nia should have won again at the pay per view. Yeah, I didn't see a pro- especially if you're gonna have I, I didn't take Raw into account. So yeah, yeah, then you have Sasha beat Bailey for whatever reason. I, well, like yeah, then, and I wouldn't have had that happen sense. either. <laughs> but but then my biggest problem is fucking Bailey beating Charlotte. Yeah, that's that seems like some really backwards thinking With, of like now we've blown the pay per view like, streak storyline. Yeah, and where the fuck was the prominence on that? What whatsoever? They've been they've been like bragging about this so much that Charlotte's what she was sixteen and zero or something at the pay per views. Yeah, and, and the commentary said that that is the longest streak of any superstar period, men or women. Yeah. And then they just have her lose to Bailey after after blatant interference by Sasha. Yeah, like at this point, the the storyline that I want to see is I want to see Sasha turn heel on Bailey. But Bailey is heel now from that right. Like it's match. Just, Bailey almost... watched Sasha interfere and just didn't give a shit. Well, I I don't know if it was that. I think it was just how could she stop her? You know, it was like Sasha's doing her thing. So I think but she seemed to have no hesitation on. Oh yeah, I'll take advantage of this. That's a heel thing. Well, a face, but like, but it's coming hey. off of like Charlotte cheating for so long and against Bailey too. Like she used Dana Brooke, she's used Ric Flair. Like you know, I think it's it's one of those things where it's come up and is fair. Eh. Like I'm I'm okay with buying that because you know, like she can easily just say it's like, hey, look, like how many times has Charlotte tried to cheat? How many times did she even try to cheat within that match? Like, Sasha came out and helped. First, the thing she did was break up, break up that pin where she had the tights and stuff. So, it's like, I was so, I, like, I don't like the fact that Sasha was involved in this. I hate it because no. the only way that I can see this going. If Sasha just came out, if Sasha just came out and broke up that pin, I'd be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she laid hands on Charlotte in front of the ref. Yeah, the ref didn't call it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Bailey just being like, okay, I'll do the Bailey to Bailey now. I was just like, what the fuck? You know what? Why the fuck didn't the ref just call it? That would have been the perfect fucking way to save this stupid ending. Because then it would be like, oh, okay. Well, Bailey got DQ'd, so Charlotte wins by DQ. Yeah. And everybody goes home happy. Or at least, you know, not as, like, flabbergasted. They're just like, well, this was, like, why are you blowing this so early? Like, first they blow the Bailey title win. Now they blow the pay-per-view streak. It's like... 
What are they doing? Yeah, I, I have no fucking idea. Because that... now at WrestleMania, it's like they have to go to this whole another level of story of like, you have to tell the story now of can Bailey fight off all of her challengers at the same time? You know, can she fight off Charlotte? Can she fight off Sasha? And at this point, do you think does Nia get added in? Probably, because like she got she just lost to Sasha, and then she wasn't even on Raw. The fact that she's not on Raw, so maybe that was weird. I think they might because if she's not on Raw next week, then I don't think there's any way that Nia's in. Yeah, because Raw this week was WrestleMania. 100%. Yeah. Which is a damn shame. Like, I think they honestly need to put Nia in this match. Like, just for Nia's sake of, like, the opportunity to really step up and... Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not her time to win the title or anything, but it's a good opportunity for her to be that monster. And that works really it's well in a multi-person a, match, actually. It's a why not. Like, yeah. why not just throw an additional woman? It's not going to make a huge difference in the match. Well, no, like, it's I, not like they were building. I think it does make a difference, but it's you a good think kind of Nia to Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey makes a big difference. Oh yeah, dude, that match would play out very differently with Nia in it versus not. How it plays out, but in the build-up, I don't think anyone gives a shit. No, like I, th- I think people would be excited either way. But like I think that just it would be a different match, and it's interesting either way. It's very interesting. Well, at least it can be. Yes. Let me let me say that yeah. it can be because they've been doing a very very piss poor job at times right now, <laughs> trying to really very like, true. yeah. Where is the storyline? Like, what's going on? Like, Bailey has to constantly be all like pitiful now because like Sasha keeps ruining everything for her. Like, the whole thing that I wanted this whole time on Raw with that promo was I just wanted Bailey to turn to Sasha and just tell her like, bitch, like get the fuck out of my business. Like you keep interfering in my matches and I don't need you to like, I beat you in NXT. I don't need your help. Like, that's what I wanted Bailey to do. But like, you know, it's just this whole stupid thing. And it's, it's nonsense. And I, it makes me so sad because it's like, it's so easy. Bailey is so easy. (laughs) <laughs> why are they screwing this up? Like, just why didn't they just do the one-on-one match with her and Charlotte at WrestleMania? Like, the shit wrote itself. It's like the most like it's the most easy storyline to come up with, and they blew their load. <laughs> that they did. That they did. Uh, in another match, they fucked up. Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Man. And this was actually a really killer match, I thought, for yes. a lot of it. What did you think? I loved it uh, until the end because I thought it just played up uh, both men's strengths. Only critique I have is don't understand Braun going to the top rope. But yeah. other than that, it's fine. Yeah, that was my biggest thing with like, because it's like, I even understand it's like, all right, Roman Reigns, of course, he has to win this match. He's, you know, the guy. And then Braun Strowman's going to yeah. be like, you know, in the way they're building this new cast of characters, Braun Strowman's always going to be kind of like that number two. He's like the Andre the Giant. He's the challenger to the Roman Reigns kind of guy. So I understand that he had to lose this match. But like, why the fuck 
did he go to the top rope? He has never gone yeah. to the top rope. He was supposed to be like hurting with like a knee injury, and he decides to go to the top rope. Like, I, is Braun Strowman a complete and total? Like, does he have no brain? I think it's he's gotten the mentality of the of the younger guys in the business now, with the. I just need to do big spots. I just need to do big spots. No, you need to do spots that make sense for your character. Well, this is this is my wondering. Is Do you think this was his decision, or do you think this is like somebody else told him to do this spot? Because, like, no they've, I, because like they've done shit like, on that. like, he's not the only big guy who's, like, just kind of gone to the top rope before. So I don't know if they were gonna, ever going to try to say, like, oh, well, you know, you got to, you remember, like, Brock Lesnar's gone to the big the top rope before, so you got to go do it in this match. Like, I, I just Maybe. don't know. Like, I could just see that being some fucking person in the back, like, some stupid idea of, like, oh, well, that'll but be the way also... that you, you give the opportunity for Roman to pin you, is you have to go to the top rope. But I could also see him being, like, I need to do something big tonight. I got it. I'll go to the top rope. Well, whoever's fucking idea it was, it was a dumb idea. Don't do it again. Very dumb. <laughs> don't send Braun Strowman to the top rope. Just don't do it. Especially not in a fucking match where you've been fighting for, like, you know, this guy, just, like, this insane hardcore war, and you're having, like, you know, part of the story is that your knee is hurting. It was, like, it was just, it made sense, no sense on every level. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And what then did, we got the... Well, you know what? While we're on it, I just wanted to ask you about yeah. Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. What are your thoughts? Yes. Because it's happening. Uh... I liked it because I think it leaves the possibility that Strowman gets involved. Oh, dude, there's no way that Strowman gets involved in this. You think he's officially out? Oh, he is so that's out. That's the big debate. After, after, like, <laughs> dude, I'll get into this now because we're talking about it. This, this was easily the moment that may be the most mad of all of Raw, and maybe this week of wrestling. Uh, the ending segment where Strowman was out there and he was calling out Roman Reigns and then all of a sudden The Undertaker comes out and Strowman, without even a fucking word, just backs away and cowers in fear from The Undertaker like a little tiny bitch just walks away. And then but of it's course, The Undertaker. But he's Braun Strowman. Why the fuck should he be afraid of anybody? Like, he was just not even a week ago, murdering the fuck out of Roman Reigns, putting his ass through tables. He was even doing it last night. He even told him, you got lucky. Be- and then, and then Undertaker comes out. his terms, though. But so then, so are we, is the thing about Strowman's character, is now he a pussy? No. It's because you're saying that he's Undertaker... only, you know, tough shit when it's on his terms. No, Otherwise, it's that, it's when it, the situation is in his favor. So, like, when he decides to put someone through a table or destroy them and stuff. And so this time, The Undertaker may have caught him off guard. So he just backed away, and he'll come in when he wants to. But he didn't do anything. He just appeared at the top ramp and slowly walked down. How is that catching you off guard? You could just, like, slowly walk away if you wanted to get away. <laughs> like, true. it's just, like, it's just it was the most pussy thing to do because it's like he's been dominating everybody on the roster. Every motherfucking buddy. He even, like, 
would have stood up. I don't think he didn't, he didn't get an opportunity to see either Lesnar or Goldberg in the battle Royal, did he? In no Royal rumble? No. Okay. But he would have stood up to them. Like he's had no problem with fucking anybody. And all of a sudden he just like, Oh, Undertaker's here. Well, I guess I better leave. Cause like, it just made no fucking, there, and then of course Roman that Reigns extra, just like, fuck it, I'll go down there. It is that extra mystique to the to Undertaker. Then have Undertaker just attack him. Like, that at least makes him look like, well, at least no, he didn't run away like a bitch. No, but that's been the character of the Undertaker. He doesn't need makes, to attack people. But it makes Strowman look like a bitch. Like, if you want to have somebody do the does. runaway spot, like, just have it be some fucking peon dude. Have that it be the wasn't curtain. really a runaway spot. He walked away in his own volition. He walked away like a little coward. Like he was pissing down his leg. His leg was shaking. Well, like he was every backing time away. Someone leaves the ring. You call them a coward. Because they are. <laughs> if you leave the ring when somebody else is like challenging for that position, you are a coward. Period. How is Undertaker was just walking down and Strowman's just like, you know what? Not right now. He was now. challenging for the spot. He just walked right up and basically challenged him for the spot. And then Strowman backed the fuck away. If Strowman was being Strowman, which normally he is, he would have just fucking attacked Undertaker or been like, fuck you. I want to fight you at WrestleMania. Like, something. Okay, so then if Strowman is not involved in the Undertaker-Roman Reigns match, what does he do? He's probably in the Battle Royal, which is going <laughs> to suck dick. Like, he should kill Big Show or something. Maybe Big Show gets all angry. He's like, hey, I want a rematch with Strowman. I think I can beat him. And Strowman's like, fuck you. And then kills him again at WrestleMania. And then Shaq appears and Choke Slams Big Show as well. <laughs> no, and then Big Show, or then Strowman just kills Shaq. <laughs> um, but back to Fastlane real quick. Our main event was the longest match of the night. And it was Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. Man, I kept the checking the time like leading up to this shit. And it was like, well, alright, obviously we know it's gonna happen. Did you when see there was this, like ten so, minutes left? <laughs> did you see that did you I don't know. Did you see the Owens like beginning mat of part of the match like did you see that coming or That was what I wanted to happen. I just wanted to have had it happen after the bell rang, you know. Yeah. But so when the bell rings, just in case anyone didn't see it, uh, but well, I'm sorry, before the bell rings, Owens uh, bails out of the ring and he's just taking his time. He's hopping up in the apron, pretended to go in, not really going in, blah, 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 just trying to goat Goldberg. And finally gets in the ring and Chris Jericho's music hits, Spear, and then Goldberg hits the jackhammer and wins the Universal Championship. Yeah, yeah. All of uh, 10 seconds there. You know what? It it was amazing because at first I was watching this and I was like, you know what? This is funny. This is, you know, Kevin Owens is getting some good heel heat. This is fun. But then it was like they kept making this whole fucking point of like these fucking pieces. Like they didn't ring the bell. This is really weird. Why would they have not rung the bell? And then it started dawning on me what was happening because then the commentary started talking up so avidly. About how it's like, oh, well, you know, Goldberg, he's so intense, he has to keep his heartbeat at a high level so that he can, <laughs> so he can win the match really quickly. And Kevin Owens is trying to, you know, draw it out so that, you know, Goldberg gets too tired because he can't maintain his heartbeat level. And so I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because then now what happens is 
Kevin Owens looks like absolute shit compared to Brock Lesnar because he lost to Goldberg in, what was it, like 30 seconds compared to 90 seconds? Something like that. It was only one spear and a jackhammer instead of two spears and a jackhammer. And it was after him taunting him for several minutes, making him drain all of his stamina before all that happened. Instead of it being a fluke win, this was a drawn out and then very purposeful, like, you know, Kevin Owens got in and then, yeah. So it's like they did everything possible to be like, all right, well, we made Lesnar look like absolute shit. How can we make Kevin Owens look like more shit? <laughs> How can we make Kevin Owens look like more shit? And I got to give it to him. They figured out a way. <laughs> And just, ugh. I I will say that Owen saved himself on Raw. Yeah, he did. That and that was the thing in the back of my head where I was like, "It's okay, Kevin Owens will save himself. He's amazing. He'll just beat the mm-hmm. fuck out of Jericho and get all the heat back." And even not just the fact that he is going to beat the fuck out of Jericho, the fact that he mentioned that he has the rematch in his back pocket. So keeping it in the audience's mind that I will go after the Universal title, but first I want Jericho and I want the uh, U.S. title. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a great part of the promo. Yeah. Well, that's that's just one of the great things about him. You know, he can fucking save himself because he's a master on the mic. Yeah. He can spin shit around, and as long as there's at least some kind of story and trajectory, then he can do it. Um, let's see. Was there anything else from the pay-per-view I want to mention? That was it for me. I think... I went on my rants. <laughs> what did you think about the... I mean, just like, I guess overall, other than that, for the most part... I, you know what? The Gallagher and Neville match, I thought was pretty damn good. Nah, I thought it was average. Like, I thought it was fun. I, I'm still kind of, like, just mystified at, like, why Gallagher is doing this, uh like more physical style, like all these spots and like just taking huge bumps instead of being a technical guy. But uh, other than that, I thought it was was well done. But yeah, Yeah. other than that, like between the New Day Pop segment and the Rusev stuff and Jinder Mahal, it was just like, man, this was an episode of Raw with... It was. A little bit of pay-per-view on top. I watched watched Raw on a Sunday night. (laughs) Like it was just, it was so weird. Just like this constant, it was either... An episode of Raw, or these matches that had great stuff in it, but then just had very, very strange finishes that really kind of hurt him. So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think? Is WrestleMania going to be a... Uh, I, have, I have hope that WrestleMania will at least definitely be better than Fastlane. Oh, way better. <laughs> so, I'm looking yeah. forward to it, but... I'm yeah, looking forward uh, to WrestleMania. Let's see, over on Raw, yeah, so like the first thing we talked about, you know, the promo with... Owens and Jericho, just go back into yeah. that real quick. I loved that um, there was like that kind of sense with Owens talking about how, you know, you were always a tool and then eventually you became a burden. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had to get rid of you. So it wasn't one of these things where it was like, you know, he just was always just going to get rid of him and he just finally got annoyed with him. It was like, oh, you actually, like there was a reasoning. You know, it was that specific moment of like, you fucked me over because you set me up with Goldberg. Which now, especially in retrospect, because he lost the title to Goldberg, just makes that make even more sense. 
as being the mm-hmm. crux for their feud. Yeah. Anything more to say about, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Jericho and Owens and the promo or their feud? No, I just really like the start of it. Like I said, I liked Owens uh, mentioning wanting to take the title from Jericho and mentioning that he had the world title shot in the back of his pocket. Yeah, and uh, I guess my one other thing that I'm just thinking of now when I'm thinking back on it was that I think it's it's kind of weird like just noticing already how... I don't like Jericho quite as much as I did before. Like, I think Jericho is just always more in his element as a heel than he is as a face. And him transitioning back over to the face, while it's, like, still fun, and especially because he's wrapped up into the feud with Owens, which is awesome. Like, I think he's definitely going to need to go away when he's done with Owens, or shortly after, because I'm going to get fed up with him quickly. Like, I'm already Mm -hmm. starting to see the changes of him, like, now kind of pandering to the crowd again and it's like stop it stop pandering to the crowd (laughs) be ridiculous with the list of jericho and shit like come on so you just you prefer him as uh a heel yeah and and honestly too it's like that was the jericho that just got over like why is he taking away like or at least dampening the parts of him that i think really got him over because I think it was kind of that, like, weirdish, like, arrogant heel side of him that made the list of Jericho gimmick work. Mm-hmm. Or the, just in general, the naming of him things of Jericho. Like, I don't know. In my mind, it was that the friends of Jericho. Like, in my mind, that's just a moment of little poison that's like, ugh. I hate that babyface mentality of the, like, you know, like, when Bailey the other week was like, Oh man, I was gonna like I wasn't sure if I was gonna give up the title, but then because of you guys I kept it. And then like, like several weeks ago, Gallagher and his feud with Neville and he was like, you know, telling Neville that the ring belongs to the WWE universe and because it belongs to to them that you need to leave. It like it's just ugh. I hate it. I hate it so much. Every time <laughs> Any babyface does it. It makes me want to puke. But maybe that's just because I'm a heel. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like I can't stand it. Like it is. It is one of my. It's my number one least favorite thing that babyfaces do. Even more than them being dumb, because it's like you know <laughs> some people are just dumb. But I just, I hate kiss asses, and that's all that is. It's kiss assery. To the public. Yeah. It's gross. Fuck them. And I, I will say, to just be devil's advocate, I also hate when the heel comes out and all they can do to get heat is just say, your basketball team sucks, your football team sucks. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm pretty like, fucking lazy come on. too. <laughs> be better. Yep. So, there's, yeah, there's the equally lazy shit on both sides. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Stuff. Next thing on Raw, at least for me, was the like Neville and Aries thing because this, yes. this is feeling me like the money feud in the cruiserweight division right now. Yes, Bar it, none. a money feud even in all ranks. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would see Neville and Aries like give me some of that. Uh yeah, and I just loved 
I love that there's finally now someone that can go against Neville and really take it back to him. Yeah, and it's uh, I don't know, man. It, it like it's just exciting because like there's Austin Aries does like there's something about him like he does give a certain level of credibility I think to this, and I think it's not just because of his pedigree of where he comes from and whatnot, but it's also like the way that he's even talking about and building this feud, the way that he introduced and built up Neville. He's building up his opponent, which not a lot of other guys do right now. And he's talking about how he's been watching him for months and how it's like, yeah, you know, you really are head and shoulders above everybody else in the division. I've watched them all. And you are the king of the cruiserweights. But I'm better. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's really exciting. Because like, it feels, it feels very natural to me. Like, this feels like a natural progression of just like, all right, he's finally ready to come back from the injury. And like, it just, I'm excited for it, man. Like, I think this could end up being match of the night at WrestleMania. I think it has a good chance. Definitely, because, I mean, Aries has not lost a step, as we saw on 205 Live. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it, what helped was that he wasn't just sitting at home with this injury. He was on commentary. He was keeping himself re- relevant. Mm-hmm. But he was also doing his job as a commentator and putting other guys over, so it wasn't like the fans were tired of him. Right. He wasn't just sitting there in commentary going like, oh, they all suck. I'm the best one. Yeah. Yeah, like he actually did a pretty decent job on commentary. Mm-hmm. I still think my favorite instance of uh, like a superstar going into commentary for a little while was CM Punk. but uh, Oh, that would always I think, be. <laughs> I still think Austin Aries is pretty good. My Diet Coke! <laughs> yeah, the Diet Coke. <laughs> And and you know what? And then in um he did one of those whole segments with a banana in his pocket. Like, who the fuck can interview himself with a banana in his pocket? Austin Aries, <laughs> that's who. Yeah, he fucking interviewed himself. <laughs> so Austin, why did you attack Neville on Monday and Sunday night? Or it was Monday night. Yeah. Well, I did it because. Because <laughs> oh, so I'm Austin Aries, motherfucker. Um, he's on the A double level, which is greater than the champions level. The A double level. Uh, another highlight of Raw from Raw for me was Brock Lesnar finally getting an upper hand on Goldberg. Yeah, that was, uh, pretty necessary. (laughs) And it's going to be like, so apparently this is Goldberg's last appearance until the, uh, last Raw before WrestleMania. Oh, wait, how many more Raws are there till WrestleMania? Like three or four. All right, so then he's not going to be on any of them until the last one, you're saying? till the go-home show? Yeah, till the go-home show. Right now, uh, he's scheduled to not be on, so I should qualify that. So I guess you just have Lesnar, and apparently I think Lesnar's going to be on all of them. So okay. I think you just have Lesnar like come out and just destroy people. I think so, yeah. I guess you just have to have Lesnar kill people in the meantime. But yeah, it's the only way Gold, Goldberg should have been on at least another one of those. But yeah, but at least at least he has to be on the go home show. So yeah. Uh, what else we got from Raw? Although you know what, if he was going to be off for a couple more weeks, they should have uh, they should have had Goldberg beat him down a little more. 
or uh, Lesnar beat him down a little more, sell the beating. Maybe Goldberg can't take anything more than just an F5. <laughs> you know, he probably can't. <laughs> and this match at WrestleMania is going to suck dick. Like, at least hopefully it it'll to... be short. So, All right, let's, let, let's get this out of the way. How long is this match going to fucking be? Uh, uh, I'm guaranteed. I feel like it has to be under two minutes. But, like, uh, it can't be the last match then. It can't be. Why not? They've done it twice it, now, right? They'll do on it again. Non, on non-WrestleMania pay-per-views. Well, one of them was Survivor Series. That's a big four. Mm, Although, you know the, what? I could see them. You know, they'll probably do Reigns and Taker last. I could see yeah. them doing that. You can't have a two-minute match go last. But you, you just can't. Like, I mean, if you can't they did, WWE would do it. I could see them doing it. Oh, my God. You know what they're going to do? so it. dumb. I'd be so done. They're gonna do it. <laughs> They're gonna have so many pissed off fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, how is that different from last year WrestleMania? And with true. that stupid fucking Roman Reigns win over Triple H. Well, at least that match went at least ten minutes, right? It went, I think, almost twenty. Yeah, I think it went around twenty. So, like, I can give them that. Yeah, I was pissed at the finish, but otherwise it was a pretty decent match. Two-minute match with Lesnar coming out as champion is just, ugh. And it's starting It's starting to backfire on them because you heard the boos on Raw. For yeah. Goldberg. A little bit. Well, but, you know, hopefully, like, I, I imagine that what they're going to do is just, you know, to put the title on Lesnar at WrestleMania. Goldberg will have one more match and then he'll be gone. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, one more rematch. Either that or maybe they just, like, WrestleMania and that's it. But I, I figured they'll probably do one more with Goldberg and Lesnar. I think Mania should be it. I mean, I think so too, but they probably the shine do is, one more. The shine is wearing off Goldberg. But WWE likes to squeeze every little last drop of shit out of that, like, diaper, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. So they'll they'll get that last little bit. You got uh, anything else from Raw? Let me see. I guess my other only thing was that I liked um, I liked the way that Samoa Joe beat Chris Jericho, having like the choke him out and then just leave him outside for the, the count out. Because like yeah. I was thinking about it, it's like yeah, that's really smart. Why don't more heels do that? It's an you know easy I, way to win a match. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? That's how I used to win some matches in like playing the video games. Yeah, that's oh, what I would do beat too. You beat the crap out of the guy on the outside and then just walk into the ring for the 10 count. Yep. Yep. Or like beat him up, yeah, and then throw him up to the ramp at like 8 and then run into <laughs> the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I would do that sometimes when it's like, shit, like I can't fucking lose this match. And like they really got the upper hand. Well, I guess I'm just going to be a rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Samoa Joe definitely plays his video games. He definitely does. He was like, man, I know how to win this match. Fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> I also don't know why more heels don't just get themselves intentionally disqualified of just like, uh, you know, that was another thing I was thinking about, like with Kevin Owens and Goldberg. Like, why didn't Kevin Owens just grab a steel chair and hit Goldberg? Kick him in the balls. Or kick him in the balls. Like, fucking anything. Like, mm-hmm. grab some brass knuckles. Or fucking go and punch the ref in the face. You know what's funny? <laughs> if he went up and just slapped the ref in the face and just slapped him until he was like, disqualify me, disqualify me. 
Huh? Huh? You gonna do it? You gonna do it? Huh? Like, just bully the ref until he disqualifies him. <laughs> that would have been funny as shit. The crowd would have booed the fuck out of that. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> you know, and then you could still send them happy with, like, Goldberg beating the fuck out of him afterwards or something, but... Yeah. That would have been funny as shit. I would have loved that. <laughs> but alas, that did not happen. And I think that... Uh, that's pretty much it for me with Raw. So, uh, on to the highlight of the week, which is SmackDown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, my first highlight from the show is actually the John Cena, Nikki Bella, and Miz and Maurice angle. Yeah, Miz, the defender of true love. <laughs> yes. So, uh, there was the match of Carmella and James Ellsworth versus John Cena and Nikki Bella. Obviously, Cena and Bella won. But then we got... Woof. Was that uh, not like the most sports entertainment match ever? Oh, it was. <laughs> but the promo segments surrounding it with Miz on SmackDown and even afterwards is starting to sell me on this match. Oh, no, I was just talking about the thing with Ellsworth and Carmella. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that match was hokey as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I, I loved Ellsworth's uh, promo before that, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I really liked Miz's promos. What did you like in particular about it? Like, I liked, um, (laughs) calling out his, uh, whole, like, yeah, you don't make your girlfriend sign a contract, but then I was thinking about it, it's like, but you do make your wife sign a contract, like, that's that's part of it, so, isn't that gonna, like, is Cena gonna bring that up? (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i liked that part i liked how he talked about like cena's only worried about his brand um what were, what was some of the other highlights man i'm blanking on this now uh oh i liked his cena robot voice <laughs> yeah i i'm trying to remember because like i'm conflating some of the things between that and then his talking smack segment because i think uh, it was a lot there was some uh overlap like he he did repeat some things yeah, because like the the particular diatribe I'm thinking of, I think was one on his talking smack segment, where I loved where he just went on this little rant of it's like you know he stole his move from Tommy Dreamer, he stole his gimmick from Vanilla Ice, he stole his girlfriend <laughs> from Dolph Ziggler, and he stole his T-shirt right. design from Pabst Blue Ribbon. It was yes, like, yes, yes, that shit. was the talking smack one. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, shit. Like Cena has stolen a lot of shit. You're right. Hmm. Um, I also liked, and I like that. They're doing Maurice and Miz's uh, promos right, where Miz takes a majority of the promo, and then you just have Maurice come in with the one line, break that bitch. Yeah, or just, you know, any one little little line. She's best yeah. in small doses. Yeah, she's great of just being there, and then one-liners. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird. I was... Uh... Actually, I listened. I was thinking about this myself, but then I also heard somebody else talking about it on another show. So I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Miz seems to always do best when he's with somebody else, either in a tag team or like in a management, like a you know, valet sort of situation. So like right now he has Maurice, but like before, like when he was with Morrison, and a couple other times, like that's always seems to be like when he's best is when he can play off of somebody. Yeah. So that honestly is honestly like Maurice's best use is just. She's there for, like, Miz somehow to be more comfortable, and then he just plays better. Maybe it's just, like, maybe in his travels, like, he's just 
throwing ideas at her and she's giving them good feedback. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something just as simple as that. I mean, I think it could be that, but I think it's also just something about the presence. Like, I think just for some people, that's part of it. And I think it's like know, a safety net. Yeah. Like, there's just something about it. It's like a psychological safety net, maybe, and maybe lets them cut loose more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because you know who else I think is like that is Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph yeah. Ziggler, every single best period of his career is when he's had a valet. Whether it was Vicky Guerrero or AJ Lee, those were when Dolph Ziggler was doing really well. Yeah. Or in the Spirit Squad. Ugh. You know what? You know what would be funny as shit? Because uh, I guarantee you, because they brought up Ziggler with the whole girlfriend line, I bet Cena's going to be fighting Ziggler next week on SmackDown. Yeah. Like, either one-on-one or it's going to be like a tag team between like Cena and Apollo versus Ziggler and Miz. Like something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I can see the one-on-one. I can see Miz versus Ziggler. And, uh, Definitely. Ooh, maybe Ziggler like taunts Nikki Bella and is like making some eyes at her and stuff. Like, I'm gonna take you back, baby, after I beat your boyfriend. Well, that was uh, apparently a uh, uh, Total Divas storyline. Oh, that's gross. Like Ziggler, Ziggler came back and was like, "Hey, Nikki, I'm interested again." <laughs> hey, Nikki, let's bang. <laughs> <laughs> How about it? <laughs> Um, you don't have like you have maybe a tenth of the money of Cena. No way. Come back when you have more money. Do you have a contract? I'm sorry. Do you have a super gigantic mansion in Florida? I didn't think so. Do you have a large collection of cars? <laughs> I don't know. He probably has a few cars. Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah, he probably Cena has, has a mess. Yeah, I'm sure Cena collects them. So yeah, like a fucking weirdo. Why? Do, like I just I don't know. Maybe that's just because it's not my thing. But I don't just, I don't understand collecting cars. No, I'm the same way. Don't worry. Uh, so my next highlight was the turn of Mickey on Alexa Bliss. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I thought that made sense because especially um, did you see there was? I think this might have been just a YouTube one. But there was uh-huh. a little backstage segment with Mickey James uh, basically talking about how the deal was when she came in uh, first with Alexa Bliss. She was like, yeah, I was, you know, came in to help her. And the deal was, even from the beginning, that eventually I would get a title shot at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So then when Alexa Bliss said you know something against that, that's when she was like, oh, okay. I realized that she was trying to play me. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh- yeah, that makes sense. And even without that, it made sense too. But... Because I felt that kind of came across anyway as just this idea of like she felt slighted. Because yeah. there had been this whole storyline of, you know, she really respects Mickey James. So then it's like, oh, well, I've been helping you. So why wouldn't you respect me if, by giving me the title shot? Yeah. So I like it. And uh, I like that the other women are kind of like involved too. Because you saw Becky and Natty throwing their stakes in there. Yeah, so you know, in the next couple of weeks, we'll just get a lot of like people trading wins back and forth, probably a couple tag matches, and uh, hopefully a couple more insults like Alexa Bliss's one to Natty, where she was like, "Yo, you're the worst there is, the worst there was, and the worst there ever will there be." Ever will be. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Uh, I also like. Has anybody ever said that to Natty before? No, I don't think anyone even said it to Brett. Cause like, I heard her saying that, and I was like, "How the fuck has nobody said that before?" 
That's like the most. That was amazing, and it made it was the obvious. It was so obvious. Um, I also like Daniel Bryan's uh, reference to uh, Teddy Long. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a holla holla tag team match. Holla holla tag team match. <laughs> oh man, uh, let's see. I think the next thing for me was uh, I did like Corbin's attack on Dean, at least in certain aspects of it. I didn't like all the choreography of it. <laughs> you uh, mean Dean just laying there as Corbin is slowly as lowering just, as he just slowly onto him? And then, hold on, this is my favorite part. So he slowly lowers the forklift onto him, and then all the faces run in to help <laughs> Dean. Like, you fuckers are right off camera. What the fuck were you doing the whole time? Like, yeah. <laughs> I only, I only liked that. Uh, two things about it one that Cor- like the whole thing was that like corbin was smart enough that he's not just playing the pussy and running away but like he's using it as a lure like that he was smart enough to use it as a sneak attack yeah but i liked that it was a sneak attack i don't like the sneak attack in of itself but i liked that it was a sneak attack uh the only other thing i liked about it that i thought was funny was just the forklift thing is kind of like that little nod back to you know the mankind of rock thing of like oh yeah yeah Somebody else has been pinned <laughs> under a forklift before. <laughs> Although, you know what would have been the far better homage to the forklift? Would have been if last year at WrestleMania, if uh, Dean Ambrose had beaten Brock Lesnar with the forklift. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been forklift great in his, like, yeah, beast? Yeah, exactly. Just beat the fuck out of him with Barbie and everything backstage, with even the kitchen sink. Actually, Dean Ambrose would be the guy to finally hit somebody with a kitchen sink. It's think. <laughs> fucking smash Brock Lesnar over the head with the kitchen sink, then fucking put him under a goddamn forklift. That would have been awesome. But they didn't do it. They just had Brock Lesnar just kill him like a little bitch. Um, back to SmackDown. We were just going through uh, Corbin and Dean. Yeah. Yeah. We get the women. Then we have Styles and Orton, which was a killer fucking match. Yes. Give me some more of that. Like, I feel like I remember when they first did the whole draft between, like, putting these guys on SmackDown. Yeah. I was just getting, it was like, shit, I want to see this. Like, those are two guys that even back then I specifically wanted to see. Well, yeah. I mean, you have AJ Styles, the king of the independence, and then Japan, and then now coming to the WWE, and still being a superstar we have randy orton who through everything i mean the guy is a great fucking wrestler no one can ever criticize his in-ring work Mm -hmm. he's so goddamn smooth in there it's just the perfect matchup with these two yeah and it's like you know there are a lot of times when you you think about certain matchups and it's like oh theoretically it should be great together but just sometimes maybe it doesn't click but these two guys like I think they have great chemistry. They very think, much clicked. I think even on their worst days, like these two could have a decent match. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I don't, it was just something about them too. It was like not just even physically they were clicking, but like there was something in their eyes. I think especially in AJ, you could almost see it. Like he was just like fierce. Well, those eyes when he's about to do the uh, phenomenal four. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the spot that's ingrained in my brain. This is like his face for that phenomenal forum, and he did the fake out spot with Orton, and then he yeah. gets all like, "I'm gonna fuck him up. I'm gonna fuck him up." 
Oh man, like that was that was I was on fire. Like I was watching that, and I was just so excited. My blood was pumping. Yeah. Um, and of course, so we have Brandor in win that match, and then we got though a great segment where AJ goes backstage and we see the gorilla position. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see um, Road Dog come out. We got to see uh, Michael Cole in the back there. Uh, he's uh, in charge of the announcers. And AJ confronts Shane uh, McMahon, so it looks like we're going to get that match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I think as long as AJ goes over here and I think gets to really maybe look pretty vicious, then this could work out well for him. Oh, I think... I mean, you have AJ in there, so I think it's going to be a much more decent match than the Undertaker one was. And you know that Shane's going to do whatever it takes to get a good spot in there and get a good pop out of the crowd. So mm-hmm. I think it could be a lot better than what we're expecting. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, you know what, let's, let's go over NXT and two five real quick. And then I would like to maybe run down what we kind of think the WrestleMania card is going to be and just talk about maybe like how excited we are for each match. Yeah. Um, all right. So two five live. The only thing I have left because we already cut kind of talked about Austin Aries. Um, was just I thought the A Brian Kendrick match with Tozawa was pretty clever. Yeah, <laughs> like I just like that how it's another kind of new way for him to avoid Tozawa. You know, just keep getting out of his grasp. So then eventually, when Tozawa gets his hands on Kendrick, it's going to be more satisfying. Mm-hmm. So I just I thought that was clever. Um, and then from NXT, there was uh, the whole trailer for Alistair Black, which is the new name for Tommy End. Yes. Which looked kind of exciting. I think he's going to fuck some shit up. I think he's going to be great. Uh, and then we have the whole match with Ember Moon earning her match against Asuka, which commentary was apt to prove or apt to point out that Ember Moon is also undefeated in NXT. Yeah, and they're really selling that finisher from her. Mm-hmm. Selling that eclipse like a motherfucker. My only critique of her is I think she needs a more consistent character. Yeah, because it's like she, she she gives off this like badass vampire chick image, but then she's also kind of like this happy anime girl. Yeah, and that's what I don't... I'm like, which one are you? Like, it's weird because like I think I know... Like, I, I know that type of girl in real life. So, like, I know what her character is like who she is but she needs to i think she needs to blend more into like that appearance of like the gothy vampire like she needs to be more badass in her character than mm-hmm. she actually is yeah um at least for me for my preference of it but yeah who knows maybe maybe she'll be fine mm-hmm. she's still really i think kind of finding her feet as far as what her character is and i'm hoping that because at this point it's it's she's been in this weird position cuz the other women on NXT are not at her level, except for uh, Nikki Cross, I would say, and then uh, Asuka. So everybody that she's been fighting with, it's like she's either comically above their level or like she hasn't fought them yet because she hasn't fought Asuka and she didn't fight Nikki Cross one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like she's constantly fighting with these people who she has no business fighting because she's so much better than them. But she still, you know, she needed to get ready. So it's it's weird. So I'm excited. 
for eventually this match because I think if they build it up right, it's going to be really exciting, especially with the whole undefeated versus undefeated thing. Yes. And the possible, like, if she hits that finisher on Asuka, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, holy shit. Yeah, because honestly, the the way that I was envisioning this, I think it'd be really cool, would be if uh, you eventually get to the point where at the end of this match, Ember hits the Eclipse on Asuka, and then Asuka has to, like, cheat to win. Mm-hmm. Like, either Dirty Tactic a win or gets herself disqualified somehow, like, something. So it's like it's a kind of obvious like oh shit like she knew that she couldn't win but she was desperate not to lose the title sort of thing. And so then Ember can kind of go into chase mode and give this feud more time. Not that like then Oscar's going to be running away from her, but just you know that it's like hey I know that I can beat you. And you know they build it up until you know Brooklyn or whatever in the mm-hmm. summer and then blow it off finale, have Ember like finally beat Oscar or something. Yeah. Because then maybe along the way, like, they fight, and then Asuka beats Ember, and it's like, aha, see, look, you can't beat me. But it's like, no, I can beat you. <laughs> I don't know. I would just like to see them build that into a longer program, because I don't want it to just be like, oh, well, finally Ember gets up to Asuka, and then she beats her, and then Asuka leaves. Yeah. Uh, we also got the announcement of the title match between Cassius Ono and Bobby Roode mm-hmm. for next week. And then the winner of that is going to go on to face the returning Nakamura. Yeah. So, at WrestleMania. Uh, so Bobby Roode will keep the title. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. Maybe they do some kind of triple threat. Uh, Maybe. Just to spice it up instead of uh, another rematch of Nakamura and Roode. I could see that. Or I could see, uh, like, you know, Cassius either fight somebody else one-on-one or maybe uh, something happens to one of the guys that's going into i would because i assume that they're going to do like a multi-man match against sanity you know like the three the four of them versus four people i assume maybe one woman and the three guys like you know they have roderick stong they have uh maybe like no way jose gets taken out before yeah they get there and then chris uh, jumps into that yeah and then yeah cassius cassius i'm sorry that's chris my independent side came out You put that smirky side of yourself back up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> or no, you know what? They could get the uh, the glorious TJ Perkins to help them, who came down and fought Nakamura this week. Yeah. And I thought that was a pretty good match, to be honest. I thought. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think TJ, he's he seems to be his at his best against the Japanese guys because his match with Nakamura and Ibushi, I think, so far have been pretty good for him. Yeah, and it's hilarious when little girls uh, deny him a fist bump. Well, she didn't realize at first, but she eventually gave it to him. That, I thought that was, was really so funny. funny it was like the poor timing. I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to look like such a loser because he has to wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny, too, because I, I don't know whether it was that girl or a different little girl, but at one point in the match, it was pretty late. You know, a lot of people are cheering, getting excited, and, you know, cheering for Shinsuke. And then there's just one little girl who's just like, Let's go, TJ. I think it was her. <laughs> like... <laughs> and then he gets like promptly kicked in the groin. It's like, ugh. <laughs> All the timing. Yeah, so I th- let's see. I think as far as um WrestleMania going into it, what what is the the match that you're most excited for? Ooh, it's gotta be between <sighs> 
Can I give a couple? Yeah, actually, you know what? Before you do, I have one last point. I just was looking through my notes, and I have one last yeah. thing I wanted to ask you about. So on Talking Smack, there was another little point going back and forth between Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Where oh, Daniel he at least kind of He said kind of offhand, at least, about like the asking about 18 months about wrestling. Do you think that Daniel Bryan is going to, if his contract is up, do you think he'll even go wrestle somewhere else? I think he will. It, he keeps saying it. Mm-hmm. So I would not put it past him to be like, my contract is up. I've served my purpose here. See you guys later. And oh, you know that insane. most other promotions would have no problem being like, you have something wrong with your head? We don't care. Oh, well, yeah, no, because like they would just look at him and they, they see dollar signs. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, that could be really exciting, but it could also be really scary and dangerous. Who knows? Um, I mean, it, it is his choice. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll probably take the fact that Brie is pregnant into consideration. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole other thing is like, yeah, who knows how serious this is? Could, it could be kind of like a story thing. You know, I, I think there is definitely a part of him that is definitely very serious. But yeah, you yeah. Know, maybe after seeing the kid being born, you know, his entire mind might fucking change and be like, you know what? If I can earn a paycheck not getting thrown on my head, uh, then I have to take mm-hmm. that because there's no way that I can't be here for like even another second with this kid. Yeah. Yeah. There was just an interview. Uh, Sam Roberts had Taz on his podcast. And Taz was talking about how he fought the idea of becoming a commentator. And then his wife is like, are you kidding me? You're going to be getting a paycheck for not getting thrown around and you're not going to take it. And he was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know, there's there's times to be vainglorious and then there's times to just be smart. And (laughs) to get a paycheck to not get your ass like kicked and almost killed. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You take that. Yep. Uh, so yeah, to WrestleMania, there's a couple matches I'm looking forward to. Uh, definitely Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Yeah, I mean, I think I think done right, that that honestly could be the match I'd be looking forward to most and few. Yeah, like because man, Bray Wyatt, he's such he's such a piece of gold in their hands. That because like he's so fucking young, he's like what thirty now. Something like maybe thirty-two or something at the most. Yeah, like he's he's extraordinarily young. You know, he's grown up in the business. He's been in their company for a couple years now. Like, and he fucking IRS's son. And he's already this good. It's like that's that's just insane. Like, I can't wait to see more. Holy crap! You're right. He's twenty-nine. He's twenty-nine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he can stay in the company another ten years easy. Oh yeah. So it's like, especially for his style. Yeah, especially his style. Yeah, so uh, I can't wait to see more of that, especially with like Randy Orton's been really good since coming back lately. Like, I think he's yeah. just—he's on fire. He's been on fire, so I want to see that. But um, and also just uh, Bray's character has never been better. Uh. This this Randy Orton storyline has just brought out the bo- best in both of those guys. Yeah, although I do have to say he needs to be on TV next week because he wasn't yes. on TV this week, so he need like I think the whole thing. But I think him. that was I think it was selling how bad Orton hit him. That and the, you know, the other stuff needed time. Yeah, 
it would have been rushed if they threw this in. So yeah, uh, next week it'll be more impactful when he comes in and just like he has to demolish Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, my other match that I'm looking forward to is Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. I think these two yeah. could tear the house down. Yeah, this is gonna be a really exciting one. Like I, I can't wait because <laughs> their chemistry as a team is amazing. I think their chemistry as opponents could be even better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, whew, man, I hadn't even thought it. Like, just how often that happens, it seems to me. Yeah, but that makes sense because it's just familiarity, you know? Yeah. Um, and all this time that they've been traveling together, you know that if they've they've known that this match is coming, they're going to be talking about it like nonsense. I can do this and you can do that, so... I'm really looking forward to that. That's that's true with how smart and far-reaching and far-thinking these guys are. Like it, Because this is so obviously like a we're going to partner up for a while and then feud yeah. sort of partnership, Like they've probably been thinking about it exactly like you said this entire time so that they can like, well, let's let's drop this into you know, what we've been doing lately so that then when eventually we feud and we fight, then we can bring this up. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of good callbacks. Yeah. And then my final pick uh, of a match, I'm looking like, forward to is if it happens Seth Rollins versus Triple H yeah I'm wondering yeah because at this point do you think it's going to be a match I think it is they're really hinting towards it hard yeah but they're still they're they're still covering their bases I want to say but they seem to be leaning towards hey we're really going to start pushing this Okay, I can see it. Because if, if it's going to be a match, then they probably have to announce it within the next like week or two, Yeah, I would think. Because I, I think they could do some level of service to this if they... T- I don't know, it's like... it They can't draw this out for another fucking year, though, right? No. Like, they have to do it. Like, this really fucking sucks. Oh, they almost have to do it at this WrestleMania. <laughs> well, if they don't do it Mania, they could easily do it the pay-per-view after or something. Him and Triple H, they'd have to at least save that for SummerSlam if they were going to delay it, I think. Yeah, I don't think you could delay it that long, though. That's the thing. It's just re- it's really bad timing right now. You know what? I think I think because Triple H right now naturally already has other guys associated with him because there's Kevin Owens and there's Samoa Joe, you could kind of delay it with some team fighting until mm. SummerSlam. I could see that. If they well, apparently to. they've been doing... At the house shows, it's been like Triple H, Samoa Joe, and Kevin Owens versus Jericho, Zayn, and someone else. Whoever Rollins is filling, then. Yeah, can't remember who though. Probably Roman Reigns. Maybe. I'm not sure. Cause he's the ultimate babyface woman, Reigns. <laughs> Speaking of fucking which, like, all right, so they're gonna have this Roman Reigns and Undertaker match. And Roman Reigns is supposed to be billed as the underdog, right? Uh-huh. How in any conceivable fucking way is Roman Reigns an underdog to, like, anybody at this point? He just beat Braun Strowman. He beat Triple H for the title at WrestleMania in the main event last year. Like, he's won the Royal Rumble. The Undertaker is no longer undefeated at WrestleMania. Yeah, and he's been beaten by Lesnar, who got bitched out to Goldberg. Like, ugh. I don't know how we're supposed to be, you know, believing that Roman Reigns is an underdog, especially because Undertaker's such a, like an old man. Also, how is he going to be treated as a face? 
yeah, that's going the other, against that's, the Undertaker. <laughs> that's the bigger question, which is related into how he can't be taken as the underdog. Is how is he supposed to be the babyface? Mm-hmm. Especially because like there, the entire precedence for this feud, like there's nothing that Undertaker even did within storyline that could like make him be the heel. You know what I mean? It's not like he cost Reigns a shot at anything or cost no, him the if title, anything. Like, Reigns is the heel. Reigns is stepping on his territory. Started calling it his yard, which is the Undertaker's line. Like, yeah. So it's just, I don't know how they're expecting Roman Reigns to get anything other than just mercilessly booed this entire time. Yeah. For the feud. Me neither. Maybe they just don't give a fuck. They're just like whatever. Because <sighs> wouldn't it be amazing if they actually had, if they were smart enough to, if they're going to do this whole thing of like, because I imagine Roman Reigns is going to have to win, right? Probably. Like, do you think Roman Reigns is going to beat The Undertaker? Because I think he is. I don't want him to. I don't want him to either, but I think it's good. Well, you know what? I don't want him to because I'm sure they're just going to keep him the same way he is. I think if he just went full-blown heel and just, like, fucked The Undertaker up and just disrespected the fuck, like, just went full heel, then I'd be like, yes! Beat the crap out of him with the chair. Oh, yeah, and just, like, fuck him up afterwards, like, spit on his grave sort of thing, like, take his coat and his hat, like, oh, man, like, just bury him. Like, I would love to see him just go full heel and, like, kill The Undertaker. Turn it into a buried alive match. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Just, like, I'm done with everything and everyone and I'm, you're gone. You're gone. Because that would oh. be so heel, dude. Like that'd be amazing. It Roman, would. Because Roman Reigns would be such a good heel, and I just I want him to I want him to be as a heel. Like I love. I think he has such a great skill set. I think he's actually gotten pretty damn good in the ring. He has a great look. He just needs to be a heel. He'd be so good at it. <laughs> he would be so good, and I would love him at it. Mm-hmm. I would be like one of the biggest Roman Reigns marks ever if he just turned heel. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, uh, do you have any matches that you're looking forward to? Uh, let's see. Other than what we've gone through, let's see. Uh, Les- Lesnar and Goldberg, I'm looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> the entrances being longer than the match. <laughs> uh, Andre the Giant, more about a rule. You know what? I, I assume because they're probably not going to put Strowman in a match match, he's just going to be in this and win this. But wouldn't it be great if, like, Sami Zayn won this? Yeah. Like, even over Strowman, like if this could be the final culmination, like he eliminates Strowman somehow. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, because it actually almost seems kind of like a weird step down for Strowman. Like, it would just be like, oh yeah, like of course he would win. But like for Zayn, it would be like, oh, holy shit, like Sami Zayn won. Like he beat all those guys in the Battle Royal. Yeah. So like I would honestly, I would really like for Strowman to have just a one-on-one match against Big Show. And then you could have... Sami Zayn win this because like he could still eliminate some big other guys like a Mark Henry and maybe well then fuck Baron Corbin's gonna be in the Intercontinental Title match so it's all it's all loopy and crazy I think Austin Aries and Neville's gonna be really good I think uh, the SmackDown Women's match is gonna be pretty good I think the Raw Women's match is actually gonna be pretty good um, I think it's gonna overall be a good WrestleMania yeah you know what like there are a couple holes in it, but I think that 
it's going to be pretty exciting. Because, yeah, like, between Orton and Wyatt, between Jericho and Owens, potentially Triple H and Seth Rollins, like, there's a lot of stuff to get excited for. You know, Cena <laughs> and Nikki Bella and Ms. Maurice is going to be fart. Like, that's just going to be a fart. It's going to suck. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely going to be some good stuff, I think. So maybe WrestleMania 33 will be a pretty good one. What do you think? I think it will. I am optimistic. You are optimistic? Yes. All right. All right, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for me, too. Catch us on our social media, Facebook, Super Smart Brothers, Twitter, at Smart Brothers, and shoot us an email, supersmartbrothers at gmail.com. Uh, and please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. Excellent. Thank you all very much for listening. Peace out. See you next week.